Today's episode of self-interrogation is a true story. So we can call this story time with Uncle Coop. And this, um, though it is funny to me in the situations that they occurred for me, uh, I would like to start by saying that situations like this are not funny. And if you find yourself in situations like this, get out of them. And you'll see what I mean as we get into my story of dating a lunatic in high school. Let's just jump into it. All right, so I just read an article about a woman that went on a date with a man and then unleashed her inner crazy by sending him 159,000 text messages, several of which she threatened to kill him in. And yes, you heard that right. 159,000 text messages. That's entertaining at its best. I'm sure it's a great time reading through that. Now, though this is a very serious uh, and scary situation for the guy, I couldn't help but find some humor in the story simply because it reminded me of a lunatic that I dated in high school. Now, no names will be shared, but I figured I'd just tell you some details of the type of craziness out there that you just got to watch out for and stay away from. Now, for me, I was 16 years old and had been dating this girl for around six months or so. And I should have known from the day I met her that she was a bit out of it because how the first encounter went, it told me everything I should have known. So I met this girl at a party. Great start, right? So me and a what was probably my best friend at the time... Uh, and his brothers, and we had heard about some party going on up in this, I guess you could say, wealthier neighborhood, and a bunch of kids that went to a rival school, so we decided, you know, let's go, and I don't know why we always did this back in high school, but uh, my friends and I had a thing for going to parties of other schools. Uh, We just invited ourselves for the most point, and we usually had a good time. Anyways, so we hitched a ride with someone uh, up to this neighborhood, got dropped off, and uh, then walked up into this party. And that lasted all of about 10 minutes, because almost as soon as we got there, here come the cops. Quick side note, for any of you out there, if cops come to a party that you are at, don't run. Either go upstairs uh, to the back of the house, or if you were outside, just stay put. Uh, why would you run if you weren't doing anything wrong? So don't run. Anyway, so as expected, there were a lot of stupid kids that went running when cops came. And then there were those of us that were still standing there, and we were just asked to exit the house and go home. So. I guess they assumed that most of us lived nearby and would just be walking down the street or, you know, wherever. But we didn't. 
Um, so we set out on what we thought was going to be a long walk home, and that would have been at least a uh, three to five mile walk. I'm, I'm going to guess five on the high end, but um, as we're walking, out of nowhere, this girl pulls around the corner, and I remember it like it was yesterday. She was driving a gold Chrysler Sundance, and this caught my attention um, because my mom used to drive a Chrysler Sundance, and I don't know why, but it just got me excited. And so I got uh, the bright idea, or one of us got the bright idea, to just wave her down and ask for a ride. And she didn't hesitate to stop, um, and she didn't hesitate to say yes, hop one in. And me, being the idiot I was, I didn't hesitate to hop right in the front seat beside her. Fast forward about four miles and some small talk, and we're suddenly exiting the highway, and before I can say you're on the wrong side of the road, she's speeding down the wrong side of the road, on the opposite side of the median, on a one-way street, and she's just laughing it up like this was some sort of uh, great joke to her, or, hey, this is what I do every day. Five minutes later, I'm safely dropped off uh, with my friends at their house, and she's gone. And for some reason, all I can think of is, why didn't I get her name and phone number, and how can I find a way to see this girl again? And again, I was 16 and stupid, so don't judge me. Okay, so a few days later, I get a phone call, and on the other end is a familiar voice. It was her. And no, I have no idea how she got my phone number. Um, I don't have any idea how she even knew my name to ask for my phone number. But anyways, it was her. Let's call her Mariah for the sake of not using her real name. Her real name starts with a K. Um, so they're not anywhere near the same. So Mariah's on the other end of the phone asking me to meet up with her. And this should have been clue number two or three. I don't know um, that I was dealing with someone that was just a bit off their rocker. Skipping all of the beginning and the teenage relationship stuff, you know, let's just skip a lot of that. It was all good for six or so months, uh, despite the way it all started with the craziness. And we saw each other every day. I mean, I knew her friends. She knew my friends. Um, and she never minded any of them unless they were female. And even if they weren't my female friends, she just had an issue with them. Um, I didn't care, though, because I just wanted to be around her. I didn't pay any attention to any other girls at the time. And, you know, when I w was with her, you know, she didn't have anything to worry about. Let's just put it like that. But eventually this became old because it finally became a point where she became overly protective about everything that I did. And I recall telling my friends about how crazy she had become and how anywhere I went, she would try and track me down. 
She wanted to know, you know, where are you going? When are you coming back? Who's going to be, you know, all the typical possessive, crazy stuff that, you know, you usually hear about this stuff from um, guys and, you know, possessive boyfriends. But believe me, there's crazy women out there or girls out there, too. And I just happened to be hooked up with one. So um, one day, a bunch of us were hanging out. She starts sending me messages on my pager. So again, yes, it was that long ago. There were, uh, there were cell phones, but we didn't have any, just pagers. And any skilled communicator knew how to send a variety of messages to a pager. Um, and you knew how to decipher them. So it was at this point that my friends started to believe me. This girl, Mariah, somehow found a way to send over 60 pager messages in a matter of 90 seconds. And that might be giving her more time than was actually taking place. That's God level pager messaging. Okay. Now, um, you should see just from that why I started shying away from her. Um, now not being as smart as I should, um, I didn't cut her off immediately or completely, you know, just winding down slowly. Uh, but of course we ended up talking about the issue and she decided she'd calm down with being possessive. And I try to spend more time with her when not at baseball and practice and, you know, school places that I had to be. And then came the day that I knew I was done. So it's in the middle of the spring on a weekday. And I don't know why, but school was out for some reason. Um, and I'm chilling with her at my house. Now, my mom was at work and I didn't have a car. And so Mariah and I had already agreed that she was going to drive me to my baseball practice at the baseball field at 2.30 because I had practice at 3. Sometime between 10 a.m. and 2.15 p.m., she had decided in her crazy little brain that those plans were going to change. Me being the punctual person that I am, at around 2.15, I told her we should go ahead and leave so we can get there. She starts losing it and saying she's not taking me anywhere because I was trying to cheat her out of her remaining 15 minutes that we had before we were supposed to leave. So I thought she was kidding and she had thought up a master plan to kidnap me. I just didn't know it yet. So finally at 2.30, as we've wasted this 15 minutes arguing about leaving, we were finally out the door and in the car. Two minutes later, we're at the light. And here you can either go left to head towards the field. Or if you're a nutcase, you can decide to go right, get on the highway and head to her house. And you guessed it. Mariah turns right. I immediately said calmly, uh, you're going the wrong way practice is in the other direction. She says, you're not going to practice. You're going home with me. And I can remember these words and this whole thing. Like it just happened. Like my heart rate's increasing with 
you know, anger as I speak the words out. But anyway, so I know what you should be thinking right now. This girl is gone. She's all the way out there. So I say to her, um, you better be turning around because this isn't funny. And she turns and says, I'm not taking you to that field. You can either go home with me or you can get out on the highway. And I could see it in her eyes. She definitely was not playing. So I said, all right, let me out. And she pulls over and slows down. Doesn't stop. Just slows down. Slow enough for me to be able to jump out of the car without falling and killing myself. Um, And you'd think that, okay, she's going to slow down and stop, right? No, doesn't happen. So, of course, me being, again, the not-so-bright 16-year-old that I was, I jumped out the car and got my bag, and I kick it into sprint mode. And I'm running to a good friend's house who, he's also on the baseball team, and um, I'm just thinking, okay, if I can get there quick enough, uh, I'll get a ride with him. And now, this was not a close run, and I was not slowing up at all, because uh, one, I didn't want to be late for practice, and two, I did not trust that Mariah wasn't turning around at this point to track me down. So I finally make it to my friend's house. He's not there, but his mom was. And his mom, being the woman she is, always did nice things for me. She happily took me to uh, practice. And thankfully, I'd been wrong. Practice didn't start until 3.30. So I wasn't even late, but I had quite the story to tell. Now, at this point, I was 100% done with Mariah. The last time I called her was to tell her I never was going to see her again. Don't call me. Don't come to my house. We were through. Weeks later, I'm at my house with one of my friends and a girl that he and I were, you know, we've both gone to school with and uh, we're just cool. Three people hanging out. And just as we were about to leave, walking out of my basement door, heading to the car, No one other than Mariah pops right up. No clue how long she'd been stalking the house, um, just watching, waiting for the opportunity. But uh, she, of course, immediately assumes that the girl that we are with is there with me. She wasn't. She was just a friend. Um, That did not matter to Mariah. Now, a bit of fussing and debating on what was going on um, next with my friends and you know, where we were going to, I got sick of Mariah and we just left. So we're heading to my buddy's house and this house is up a long mountain road. Those of you who know the area, you know exactly which mountain road I am talking about. Um, But anyways, um, not many people were fond of driving up this area. So we think it's all good and we're heading driving suddenly there's high beams in the mirror and a car speeding up up on us (laughs) it's go time um i knew exactly who it was everyone knew exactly who it was and what was going on 
And I kick it up a notch and I start speeding up this mountain like a champ. Because if there's one place I could drive blindfolded in my sleep back in the day, it was up and down this mountain road. So I'm off and I'm leaving her in the dust, literally. And that was the problem. See, I had gotten us away um, because I was whipping it all up and down this hill around the twists and turns like a NASCAR master. But I didn't want to drive all the way to my friend's house and possibly lead her there. So I see his church parking lot off to the left. Um, and, you know, I just hop over onto this road and slammed on the brake, kind of. You know what happens when you go into a little dirt road or parking lot? Well, what happens is you get dust, dirt, gravel, it all starts kicking up. And guess who sees all of that? So again, I was leaving her in the dust and boom, there she was again to see all of this calmly gathering off to her left in this parking lot. And that was all she needed to catch up. And she pulled right into the parking lot and boxed my car in. Now, we should have been a bit concerned or panicked but honestly the adrenaline was kicking and at this point we just thought this whole thing was comical and we're just cracking up but Mariah not so much she hops out the car and rushes over and I honestly don't even remember what was said after this but I know it was short-lived from there and she left driving back and we left finally heading to my friend's house That was the last time I ever saw Mariah. Um, About a year later, I learned that she'd been arrested for drinking and driving and hitting several parked cars. And I never heard anything else about Mariah again. It's as if she never existed outside of the experiences that I had with her. Um, And of course, that drinking and driving incident. But... Looking back on all of this, again, it's easy for me to laugh at this, Um, especially as an adult looking back at my childhood and, you know, you know, all the things we've done as kids. But um, there's a lot of seriousness behind all of this. You know, too many men and women get into relationships and allow their partners to dictate their lives. Um, They get stuck in abusive relationships with crazy people And in many cases, um, they don't have the support system to get free. So, you know, on the serious side of the story, I advise everyone to take these things seriously. You know, be careful who you get into relationships with. Uh, Don't let them keep you away from your friends and your family and be aware of all of the warning signs because they are usually there for you and uh, you should just get away from toxic relationships at the first sign of things being wrong and of course teach these things to your kids because I don't want my son at the age of 16 dealing with some lunatic girl who um, does anything like this so again for me I love that I can enjoy this story and have fun sharing it with you all Um, but if you're in a serious dangerous relationship or a dangerous situation get help now it's too late later that's it for this episode of self-interrogation 
as always, I'm your host, Uncle Coop, your favorite uncle's favorite uncle. And yes, I am a real uncle. I hope that you've enjoyed this story. I also hope that you've never experienced anything like this and that you never will. Thanks for listening. Share it with a friend. Share it with a family member. Share it with someone you hate. You you know, whatever. Just share it. Leave a comment, whatever you want to do. Thanks for listening. Catch you again soon.